George, 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 the George. Oh, wrong song. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> listen, music is weird. What's great to one person is garbage to another. And in an effort to sort through that conundrum, we've undertaken one of the most important works in human history, forging the best and greatest playlist the world has ever known. A week ago, we anonymously added songs to a shared playlist. Since then, we've listened to those songs under a strict policy of no song talk so as to form bias-free opinions. Prior to meeting tonight and recording this podcast, each of us filled out a secret ballot, casting votes on the songs in that playlist. Now, the name of the game is unanimous approval. If a song can't muster even a simple majority in its favor, it gets tossed into the dustbin of history, where it will be greeted by the dustbin's current house band, in excess. <laughs> Those songs that come close but miss a single crucial yes vote, they end up in a playlist we call the fork. And the rare masterpieces that garner yes votes from each of the core four, well, those, my friends, those are dipped in molten gold and then ushered into musical Valhalla, shiny and chrome, <laughs> a.k.a. the guild. So, why was this responsibility for this great work? Why was it thrust upon us? Who are we to pass such important judgment? Real talk, we don't know. From what we can tell, <laughs> it's some kind of cosmic calling. After all, we're not trained musicians or professional critics. All we've got is passion. You know, the ethos of this pod was articulated by a Welshman who once sang, oh. I've got a penchant for smokes and kicking douches in the mouth. And sadly, for the majority of the tracks in any given week's playlist, my last cigarette's gone out. <laughs> Listen, we got passion for music, but we've also got passion for dunking on one another's tastes in music. Concrete to leather style. And perhaps we were chosen simply because the side effect of this merciless ripping is a playlist with historical ramifications. Look, I don't know. Whatever the reason, it's time to make history. <laughs> Welcome to the week 16 Gilded Playlist results show. Let me hear wow. it. Who's out there? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! Time to make history. We're humble on this podcast. Yeah. We're very humble. Listen, Love it's a it. cosmic calling. You know. That's right. Why are we the chosen few? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Listen, who's going to come in and uh, assess our progress and make sure we're not robots? You know, that's the question. Is it going to be Jack and Kyle? It might be. You freaking robots. <laughs> hey, Luke, part of the cosmic shame. Mm. I, uh, I wrote a little something for you. You want to hear it? I do. I would love to. Okay. A little podcast tradition here. I like to write limericks for my guys here. Let me introduce you, Luke. Promising customer success they can help trace. Steve and Tony from Seattle give chase. They think Luke is a spenda, but his real world agenda, exponential growth of the non-pod fan base. <laughs> this is uh, when you realize why the loves ask you a random question about your job description in the middle of the week. Well done, Bugs. Like that. How you doing, Luke? Great, man. It was, uh, it was a good week. I submitted my votes a little early, um, but continued to marinate after the submission just to kind of run a little experiment. And I was fully happy with my, uh, what my votes and my guesses and what I'd sent in. I didn't feel the need to change anything and, uh, yeah, excited to, to see how things shake out. I felt real strongly about some and I guess real strongly about others in another way. So this was a pretty clear cut week for me. Wow. All right. What sort of numbers are you talking? Or... I think I predicted three guilds, 
And I think I did my typical six yeses with a potential raid redemption. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, tallying up the votes is always, well, I, I think tallying the votes is probably easy. Communicating what those results are a little tough. And, and Dave indicated that maybe he's got a new system. Dave, you out there? Kamish, you, you there? I'd like to share okay. a little poem with you. <laughs> How's this sound? Yeah. Tallying votes in his COVID seclusion. The commissioner of total confusion. When he calls out the guesses, it is always a mess as we try to figure out the vote resolution. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Like that? Always a mess as. That's great. I tried to, you know, drop a detailed description in the chat earlier today, and yet I expect full confusion throughout this app. My it. eyes glazed over as soon as you posted that. <laughs> I started reading it. I'm like, I don't get started it. drooling. I must have. I must have missed it. <laughs> uh, it's more fun, I think, if we don't quite understand it. It just makes it better. Cool. I'm all for it. Dave, uh, the, the, the listeners always want to know. Um, give us an update. You're interested in music. You're our commissioner for a reason. You hate music, or at least you you have no real interest in music. Uh, has that changed at all in the last week? I mean, obviously, I was a big fan of this being our, our shortest playlist. So it was the easiest to to work your way through and get done with listening. But yeah. Was it our shortest? Our shortest in length? As far as yeah. total runtime goes, yeah. Uh-huh. Which is crazy uh-huh. because one of the songs is pretty long. Yeah, it's true. I mean. Yeah, we get a third of the playlist in the first two songs. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. We'll see. Interesting. Interesting. True. Good stuff. All right, Kamish. Good to have you here. Good to have you here. Let's see. Who's next? Why don't we go Berg? Berg, what's up, man? Where are you at now? You still in Kyoto? Yeah, I'm over here in uh, Kyoto. (laughs) That's actually really helpful because I wrote a little limerick for you, and I I actually leveraged your current location. I'd like to give it to you now. You ready? (laughs) Yeah. It's rainy season now in Kyoto. Pose for a Kinkakuji Temple Fioto. Yes. King, King Kakuji? <laughs> Nandake. If you follow his Insta, he might just convince you he's 10 years younger than the real Johnny Loco. Amazing. like that one, Bert? Like that? Yeah. So good. That's oh, good. Oh, that, that last voice. Scott, what's up, man? Oh, what's going on? I'm surprised you're awake at this hour. Don't you have to be up? in a little bit <laughs> to see to... the to see the uh the media not the meteor the comet the comet yeah i went out and looked for it this morning but it was it was already too late it was 5 a.m uh, maybe Tomorrow the benefits morning, of having a, an infant in the house is you yeah. know it probably wakes you up to go see that thing right yeah he, he, hopefully tomorrow it'll be a bit earlier it's funny um even though i brought it up i brought it up for a reason because i'd like to read you this limerick that oh I boy <laughs> here we go want to hear it here it goes it goes like this Wake up at 4.30 to see this great comet, says my old buddy we sometimes call Gromit. That's good stuff. But to wake at this hour, spend my day feeling sour, I ignore him because I'd rather vomit. (laughs) 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 But it's not going to come around for another 6,000 years. You got to see it. Uh, I'll I'll be around. Now's the time. That's Uh, true. You might be around. Loves. Oh. Uh, I've prepared a little something for what? you. Uh, oh, I was I was inspired early in the week. Put some time into this. Um, if you have Disney Plus, this may land a little better for you. Oh, and keep in mind Ooh, I've never yes. acted in a play, and I'm no I'm Leslie Odom Jr. But uh, here we go. 
How does the strut MC, <laughs> son of a pearl and defender who stands on the wall of the guild in South Jordan in the group wow. chat by the Dover's Empowered, get the last word on every song we have distilled the true Holmesby founded father with his Holmesby brother Holmesby's. got a lot fathered by submitting Sinead O'Connor, beloved <laughs> builder by the band called Beta, the cosmic try hard, you should have tried harder. And every day, dustbin cements are being carted away across the waves. They were surprise was starting to sail and sway. Beat to quarters, they were longing for some gills that they could back. Head over heels, had him shouting, Huzzah for Lucky Jack! Then the lily whites came, and devastation reigned. A man saw his scepter drip, drip, dripping down the drain. Put the envies on his cloak, the ideas man in his brain. And he wrote his first refrain, limericks built to intro the game. Well, the word got around. They said, oh God, amazing. insane, man. This week's rotation bringing Spotify to the mainland. Cherish the marination. Don't forget the salt from Dave. And the world is gonna gild your name. What's your name, man? MC Ryan Lubbers, man. Intrepid MC Ryan Lubbers, friends. He's got a million songs to gild and then. Put this non pod on tape. Let's learn each song's fate. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Wow. wow. That was amazing. Wow. My head, hurt. my head hurts from smiling. Submit it and mark it. Oh, my word. Mark it. Wow. Now. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, nice I was inspired work. by, was uh, by Hamilton, as you can see. And uh, you can always find the backing tracks for these songs and you can download the lyrics and off you go. I'll post the lyrics uh, in the in the, the show notes. Oh, I can't wait to times. read them. That was yeah. awesome. Unbelievable, and I can, Luke. I can send out the MP3 too if anybody wants it. Freaking the podcast up, producer, the upstager up. in chief. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Spitting fire. Yeah. Yeah. So Luke gave us his kind of snapshot and and um well Luke, just sit back and bask in your glory while we <laughs> fluff your feathers here for a minute. Okay. Um let's talk pod real quick. Uh Scott, what what did you think of the the playlist this week? I mean, I'm still reacting to that. Hamilton, that was amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, there was a lot of Hamilton talk last night because uh, a lot of us just watched it. And uh, yeah, anyway, good stuff. That was awesome, Luke. Um, this week, so this was interesting because last week during the tease, uh, I thought, I'm like, man, this is going to be an amazing week. Like just every song sounded great. Yeah. I didn't immediately recognize a lot of stuff. It just sounded like so many good guitar-driven like rock songs and everything. But then once I started listening to it, I, I it was kind of bummed out because I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And some of the artists uh, I, I really dislike. And so once I kind of heard that it was them, I was like, it definitely bummed me out. So, <laughs> you know, it was it was good. Cloaks of Invisibility everywhere. I had no feel for anybody this week except maybe one song, which we'll get to. But uh, mm. I said three guilds. And uh, yeah, I, I one one more thing. I feel like. I won the week. <laughs> I liked my submissions like way more than any <laughs> other song. And I had the least amount of, of submit anxiety I've ever had. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like I slept well like this week. That's a good <laughs> feeling. You That's got it's three good guilds after that whole ramble. And, and how many yes votes did you have? I had six yeses. Oh, same as me. Um, lots of fences. Right. And I feel like that was very, very generous. Because mm. initially I was like, man, I don't really like much here but i came around on a lot of stuff so interesting hmm. berg give us your take what did you, what'd you think uh yeah i enjoyed the week i 
thought, you know, there weren't standout bangers um, or, or as many standout bangers as I would have liked. So I came in, I think, with five yes votes and uh, Raid Redemption. Is that right, GD? That looks great. Whoa, it's off cooldown. Yeah, cool yeah. It came wow. off cooldown. Um, I did have the same uh, issue as Garber where um, there was a song that was fenced and then... I did a little bit too much digging this week. I think next week I'm going to go fully anonymous listening, or at least I'm going to try. I know I say that pretty often. Um, But this week I went down YouTube corner and I did all sorts (laughs) of other sort of extracurricular uh, research. Um, But yeah, there was one fencer that just came right off the fence because I do not like a a lot of these guys, other songs. And uh, so, um, but yeah, I I thought it was a fun week. Um, And uh yeah, I wonder if any of my guesses are correct. I, I thought I had a pretty decent feel for who submitted everything, but we'll see. Yeah, what about you, Loves? Um, I've got six yes votes with a negative raid redemption. Ooh, negative I raid. Always, I always forget that that's an option. Yeah, oh, so I, said, a negative raid. I said two guilds. Uh, that's what I got uh, okay. okay. my total. Yeah. What did you submit for next week? <laughs> oh, just trick <laughs> <laughs> like wait what wait you could do that no Is that's that... song talk ladies and gentlemen and yeah, uh, you, you are forbidden from doing that good job everybody um resisting the impulse everybody's zipped up yeah i would say yeah all right so i've my take on the week i want to talk about passion scale um mm. nothing that hit the highs of uh of bodies from last week right well that was the highest of highs yeah it's the highest of highs, it of highest of highs. but man i think that garber really hits on something um I I thought the week was really going to be incredible. And maybe it was because Arcade Dave had such strong feelings at the end of last week. He's like, oh, some great songs on here. Yeah. That when I got into it, I was like, mm, not, not, as, not as into this as I thought I was going to be. These totally. are better so, yeah. uh, TikTok videos than they are actual songs. Yeah. Some solid 7 to 15 second clips <laughs> right. last week. Yeah. Great job. Our best clip show ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Chit Chat Corner, some content here. Um, we're back to just a single week of uh, of marination. Didn't get the, the double week. And uh, a note, we've got another guest on next week's pod. Exciting. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're back in, uh, we're going to have another fifth, the possible kingmaker, old Blake Dover, one of nice. the early submitters and uh, one of the few, I think the only guest submit that has yet been gilded. Correct. Um, He's, yeah, he's batting a thousand too. He's got a much better batting average than all of us. He's one for yeah. One, a, lo- right? pressure, a lot of pressure's pre- on for him, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. A lot of pre-pod talk about if he can double guild next week, just canceling the rest of the pod, like ending yeah. it right there, handing yeah. it over yeah. to Blake. Let him write Hamilton riffs and I'm just gonna <laughs> do this thing. Pack up my computer and mail it to Blake. It's it's over. Exactly. <laughs> well, without any further ado, why don't we? out uh which one of these are going to get dipped in molten gold and sent off to musical valhalla shall we let's do it it. all right commissioner dave who hates music and has no interest and compiles all of this anonymously for us please begin our guided tour through this last week's playlist let's get right on into it first song up this week is minus the bear with into the mirror <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was grooving. Uh, no worries. Sometime. So the, the 
the guessing on this one, uh, <laughs> we just got one correct guess out there. Um, as for the listeners, it was one of several songs they really enjoyed this week. And for the voting in our group, it's a classic team split decision with raid redemption possibilities. Oh, wow. So you weren't really grooving. Well, not. I was grooving. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> Who wants to kick us off? I'll go first. Uh, uh, classic teams, huh? Yeah, man. I I was I had had it down in my notes. The track one kills it again. Uh, I thought this was pretty much a slam dunk. Yes. Uh, I've been skirting around minus the bear for years, like, similar to the National or Mount Joy. I feel like I've come across them every so often. Is this somebody that people are super familiar with, or was this? A, I guess we'll find out. Not at all. It. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. maybe nope. I was uh, alone there. Um, I realize this is probably a classic case of me not caring about the lyrics. Uh, I imagine they'll bug some. I did start to notice them after a while. Um, it has a good chorus like line, like an innocuous line, and you get what you pay for. If you pay more attention to the lyrics, it's maybe less innocuous, but I just thought that the chorus was uh, was really good. She walks out, she I just thought that it it hit pretty good, and uh, there's like an extended kind of music break uh, at about the three thirty mark after the the girl sings her part, and I just thought it went a lot of different places. Like it starts off with a nice little riff from the guitar and then it goes into kind of a more full band you know strum session and even goes further on from there i won't play the whole clip but uh for me the musicality won out over maybe the weird lyrics of the song so uh right. long live track one of the playlist uh, i really dug it garbs did it you like, like her a, you and did me. you like her voice though luke no i didn't but is this when the yes vote <laughs> yeah talk, talk the other yes vote <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Luke's not even a raid redeemer. I'm I'm the guy you got to talk to. You're the raid redeemer. All right. Okay, yeah. So I I'll okay. jump can we can we hear about what it's going to take to get you to go one way or the other Berg? Like let, right, let's well, keep so, let's set up your your boundaries here. All right. Well, I'll jump in and just review the song. So, you know, I, I really dug the intro. Um, you know, and I loved it when I heard it last week. I loved it when I listened to it for the first time and right now, you know, I was really grooving out to it. I loved it. Um, this is a classic case of one of those songs where you're hearing the intro and you're like, okay, don't screw this up, right? Get, get this right. When the lyrics come in or, you know, um, what's this guy going to sound like, et cetera? Mm -hmm. What's the song going to be about, right? And so first time listening to it, I was like, all right, yeah, it kind of it kind of slipped off. You know, it's kind of sliding down the hill, right? With I don't like this guy's voice particularly, but it's not super annoying. Um, once the female vocal came in, it kind of redeemed it. Um, and I thought I was going to dig this song until like the lyrics just started creeping in my head and <laughs> I kind of started dissecting the song a little bit more. Oh yeah. Um, her hunter eyes lock on her prey, uh, was the thing that I think finally killed the song along with just like <laughs> seeing what the song was about. I think that's an annoying kind of way to uh, write a song about, about like Coke and stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, like that it's like, that's the type of subject matter where, um, it can really easily kill a song. Um, like you, you, if you're gonna write a song about like doing drugs, it has to be either done in a real creative manner, especially if it's like a depressing song, or 
I don't know. It, it, it can, it can just be real hit or miss. And once I dissected the song, uh, it was, it was a big miss. Um, the vibe, so the was, vibe of the music did not match the lyrics. At yeah. All. But like, uh, th- but that can be really good. Um, right. with some songs of similar content, right. It's like completely different vibe, like real chipper, but mm-hmm. like the most depressing of lyrics. Um, <laughs> but for some reason with this song, like the, the story that they're telling isn't like presented as like, Hey, this is a super depressing story. It's just kind of a drag. If you, if you like have experienced like people in that situation or whatever, but I don't know. You get what I'm saying? A hundred percent. I get what you're saying. Scott, let, let me freaking dunk so that you can maybe redeem because <laughs> Berg's a hundred percent, right? This song started off as a kind of a neutral fencer for me. And I did the same thing, Berg. I, I kind of started to listen more closely to the, the lyrics and the story of the song. And it made me think of something that people, sometimes they talk about like TV shows like Breaking Bad or shows that have like an anti-hero. And they're like, mm-hmm. why do I want to spend my time with, with these, you know, monsters? And that's all I could think of for four or five minutes of the song is like, I freaking hate this. I hate listening to this story mm. about this dude and this chick having this, you know, awful exchange in a bathroom <laughs> somehow related to cocaine. Like th- the best thing I could say about this song is it's a PSA uh, <laughs> about cocaine addiction. It's a warning. Like, freaking don't. And, and by the way. Like, I don't know, did you have a theme this week? Um, because there is other, there's another song in this playlist that's like yeah. makes me want to do cocaine. And I'm like, let's get the freaking party started. Get get out the powder, right? Um, okay, so Scott, let's have a back and forth here. Why don't we do it that way? Let's let's change well, something. Is so, this even a Scott submit? We don't even it's know. Gotta right? It's gotta no, be. It's gotta be. It's not. It's salt. It's oh, salt. this is a submit from me. Oh, oh gosh, classic salt. I had this as freaking garbs. I had this garbs too. Yep. Wow, really? Gosh, dang it. I, I had this as salt, salt garbs. Yeah. I had this as, what did I say, Berg? I think Berg yeah, question mark said, I had. You said Berg, everybody else said Scott. Yeah. But I said salt. Yeah, right. Berg, Berg did get it correct. Wow, one I, correct. I with the salt, correct. salt sniff. Way to go. Okay, this was so a, this was a long, long, long fence for me, and so I'm ha- I'm happy to have a back and forth. So okay, go for it. Well, let me let me try asking a question here. Did, let's start with like, did I interpret this song correctly? Like when you listen to this song, the lyrics, this is about like a a transaction between a man and a woman in a bathroom at some club while the girl's boyfriend is out in the club, and she's just like, I- I'm just trying to get high here, like I'll. Mm-hmm you know, perform sexual favors for you. Is that what's going on? Is that your read? No idea. I mean, obviously I was picking up, <laughs> you know, I don't listen to words. Uh, I was definitely picking up on like the, the cocaine and the, you know, yeah. the transactional nature of it. I didn't pick up on like the fact that she was, you know, she had a boyfriend that was out there. Yeah. Like I, I missed I that think, completely. Go ahead, Bert. I think there's some infidelity involved or something. Yeah. yeah I didn't storyboard surprising. the whole thing, but you know, there's some bad stuff going on in the bathroom. There's people that are yeah. making out and worse yeah. and they should not be doing that. She and, fixes right. her lipstick and he yeah. adjusts he fixes his, his belt. belt. It's yeah. terrible. Like, That's that ugh. part's bad. The, it's funny because for the classic teams angle of it though, like the right. two things that Luke mentioned are the two things that I noted as why I ended up clearing the fence yeah. because I dug the chorus. You, know, the, you get what you pay for the way he let the, the yeah. musicality of that, the way it sounds like I just liked it. And then the guitar at the end helped clear it. Um, right. That, but that really, that was it. Like I didn't love her voice at all. And like the lyrics, whatever she was saying about like the silver chain around yeah. the neck, like I was just like, ugh, I, I'm not into that. Um, 
And even like there was some strange stuff that like in that clip you just played, there's like this weird pause at the beginning where initially I'm like, wait, did something did like did I hit right. stop accidentally? So did that your was headphones weird. pop but, out. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was really surprised that I ended up clearing this song because I just yeah, I didn't love it. So I'm, I'm not doing a good job in Raider gaming for you. I'm but, glad uh, it's not yours. Uh, uh, the, the things that we all can agree on, this is what I think is interesting. Like we can all agree the intro got me to sit up and pay attention. I can yeah. never really tell at first if it was like for the right reason. Like the tone is interesting. It's almost a little Zamboni, right? Yeah, it's Zamboni. Yeah. It's snappy. Super boop, jazzy beep, keys. Boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a strange. Char, yeah. 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 Um, I agreed with whoever said like the woman's voice and, and specifically the backing music during her interlude is jarring for mm-hmm. me. I'm like, oh, no, that, that's bad. I, it starts to fall apart. Um, but man, it, it really it's got kind of a very cool guitar interlude. And I feels like maybe the song is recovering. And then again, hearkening all the way back to, um, to our Tears for Fears uh, masterpiece, Scott, <laughs> the, it brings back the boop, beep, boop, boop, beep. And, and at that point, I'm like, nope. I remember I, I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. And now right. that it's coming back, I definitely don't like it, yeah. especially after I've been through this bathroom journey with these awful <laughs> people. I, I know for a fact, Berg, that if you were to raid redeem this and move this up into the fork, that every time you were to visit this song, like you would get annoyed with listening to this story. It's just gross. This would this song sucks. This would be the shades of the fork, you mean? Is that <laughs> yes. That's I'm saying that exactly. Exactly. Deep cut. He also Deep says cut cocaine weird. He doesn't it, he like, just the says first cane. time you hear it, you're like does yeah, he yeah. say cocaine. No, just, no, no the lyrics cocaine just the say bathroom? cane. He skips the CO part. Oh yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A couple limericks, you gotta you gotta hit those beats, you know, like you gotta contract those syllables. So I'm I'm interested him for that to go listen to more minus the bear, just because like I said, I feel like it's a band that people are excited about. And maybe this is just, huh. they wrote a weird song about, but they're old, aren't they? I thought they, they were like around yeah, this, the nineties or early 2000s. 2010. This one. Interesting. We yeah. got any, then, uh, yeah, I was under the same thing that I'm not a, a lyrics guy either. So like, I just listened to the song. Definitely uh, enjoyed the music. The the intro caught me, loved the musical breakdown at the end. Yeah. The guitar so at the is, end is good. This mm-hmm. is pure salt, huh? Yeah. yeah, not a not a listener submit. Okay, pure well, salt. What's, yeah, what do you think? Uh, ruling? Yeah, no. Well, we'll you know, we'll, we'll keep it the way it is. You know, my raid redemption is actually still on cooldown. That was a false, uh, <laughs> false. <laughs> yeah, to the point, brought it out for this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's got yeah, its I moments. Was, you know, I wanted to see if you know if I was totally off there, but I'm glad I you know I wasn't. So in excess, go ahead and put down your saxophone. We've got a new <laughs> shitty song to. Uh, <laughs> To take yeah, over I mean, the it, house it, band it even the sounds like, like garbs. You talked yourself out of your own vote during it. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> and you're the lawyer. Right? <laughs> I convinced myself it was a good argument I made. I'm the only true <laughs> yes vote now that it's all over. Yeah. And it wasn't Beautiful. even my submit. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, Salt Miner Supreme, Commissioner of Mass Confusion, back to you. Let's get on to the next song. Next song up is The Rolling Stones with Can't You Hear Me Knocking. Meat. <laughs> I love meat. It helps that I'm like directly synced up with the music. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this one was correct guesses across the board. Um, there's a whole lot of either all correct or all wrong this week. Uh, for the listeners, this was another one they really enjoyed. And for the group here, it's our first fork of the week. 
Oh man! Only the Garbs. floor. You son of a bee. I'm sorry. It is. It is me. Oh man! Of course it is. You you laid down the gauntlet at the very beginning of this thing, saying how you hated the stones, and I was like, right. but come on, can't you hear me knocking? Specifically <laughs> tailored for your musical tastes. Minimal Mick. Only two minutes of Mick. Incredible amounts of freaking guitar. This like sax interlude. No, what there the you hell go. You forgot. You forgot about the blaring sax. The, the three minutes of sax that I didn't want. Hmm. That was I, that was my big problem. It was the, it was the three minute sax breakdown. I don't like screeching saxophones, and it was just it was hard for me to get on board. I I did like the rest of the song, um, but that was like after like six minutes, seven minutes, I'm just like I'm I'm done with this. I, I ended up skipping it. Um, so yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, I'd never been a Rolling a Rolling Stones guy. I mean, I know they're legendary, obviously. Um, that's, the riff right. is good, and the the lyrics are pretty good. Uh, the can't you hear me knocking? I think it's kind of funny the way they bark that out and kind of mumble it. I just it always kind of it made me laugh when I heard it. it's like can you hear me knocking? <laughs> it was just like it was cracking me up. Um, the inter- the instrumental section's good. The guitar is good. It's just the wailing sax, man. I just couldn't deal with it. So. Yeah, be honest. Though, those jeans, you, those jeans yeah. look really uncomfortable. Be honest. Yeah, you were a little, <laughs> you were a little intimidated by the cover art. Yeah, <laughs> uh, intimidated so, yeah. slash a little bit of jealousy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just look super uncomfortable those jeans. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable garbs. That is I'm so sorry. so weak. Like I'm so disappointed, dude. No, you can't talk a guy into liking something. Right? Seven Listen and a half to... minutes though. Like that. It's a long saxophone here's, here's solo. Here's the funny thing about the seven minutes. If you ask me, is I feel like the first three minutes are not the best part. Like I feel once you get past the lyrics, then you're home free. So it's funny that you were skipping it during the instrumental part because that's my favorite part for sure. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once, it, once the guitar comes in, I'm like, yeah, I'm back. I'm in. Right. But Just that horn. And then a half me. a sax or whatever it is. Crazy. Well, Sorry, guys. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, maybe I could go. tell a tale real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a junior in high school when, uh, for, for our, our younger listeners, there used to be a Best Buy competitor called Circuit City. And uh, over by Jazzberg's house, the Circuit City over there on, what was that, Craycroft and Broadway? For, yeah. for um, even younger listeners, uh, there used to be these things called stores that you would yeah, go into to actually purchase music. You didn't just download it to your phone while you're stuck in quarantine. So it's a good that point. Yeah. A good point. Yeah. So I, I'm 16 years old and, and uh, I had my first job and I was making like, I don't know, six bucks an hour or something like that. And I got my paycheck and I went in to go buy some music uh, to, to roll around in my car. And while I was um, picking some stuff up, probably some, you know, awful stuff that uh, I can't even remember, right? Right. Millie Vanilli, the, something like that. Mil- some Millie, classic Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Song some talk. Abdul. Um, <laughs> I, I bump into my high school history teacher, Mr. Romero. And Name he drop. says, <laughs> he says, what you got there? And I show him, he goes, Millie he, Vanilli? He, just, nah. he just looks at me, he's like, he's like, he's like, nah. And this dude, wow. public, oh, public school teacher, he walks me over and he's like, come here. And, the and favor he pulled, this guy did. Wow. He pulls out sticky fingers by the Rolling Stones and wow. he pays for it himself and oh gives it to me on the spot. That wow. could be a little, uh, I don't know. There's something <laughs> questionable maybe about this, this 
interaction. Nothing, nothing questionable at all. And for you to even hint is a, <laughs> is a affront to his memory of a great man. He gives me what? this thing and he's just like, listen, man, you'll thank Romeo. me later. And I just want to say today and that I thank you now. Wow. Yeah. I just want to say, I thank you, Mr. Romero, because like it's stories like that. Like I really looked up to this guy. I thought he was, he was probably one of my favorite teachers in high school. He was passionate. He loved, he loved teaching uh, history. He really contrasted with our senior year history teacher. Yeah, he was um, a, he was great, Romero. He was fantastic, man. Um, young guy, probably in his thirties, whatever. He lays this thing down, and he like my passion for music. You know, like guys like you know Brent and Bert, my older brothers, and and my friends, whatever. Mister Romero's buying of the Rolling Stones Sticky Finger CD for me that day is a pivotal moment in my right. music family. now i'm now i'm pissed before i wasn't angry but now the fact <laughs> that this isn't getting gilded i feel no, I'm pissed. <laughs> the story is great i mean listen i even i even like I, I went through the entire album right and i was like well brown sugar too much you know too on the nose maybe maybe sister morphine mm, a little bit too druggy might might right. get thrown out like i went through each song and i was like you know what Hand drums that signal the change from Stone's classic to extended jam, that mm-hmm. might get Berg, right? Improvis- improvisational exchange between sax and guitar. It's almost got like a jazz thing going on a little bit, blues, jazz, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe I can get Scott on this. I, I thought that I could get over and I, I knew I knew my boy Luke would be on board. Yeah. Um, Luke, can you drop for me like when it hits the sublime moment is when – the guitar takes over from the sax. The sax mm-hmm. kind of fades, boop, boop, boop. And, and it like the first note, the guitar says, hey, I'm going to take over now. I frankly magical. didn't know that the Stones even knew that this note existed. So yeah, I'm with you. Here you go. It does. It sounds exactly like Santana. It's crazy. Like I went to look up if he like guessed it in the studio on this track, right? Like just oh, mimicking that sound. Huh. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. Loves. And I don't Super love good. Santana. Me so, neither. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I'll take smooth off of my list. <laughs> oh God. Long talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luke, uh, you had this, you, you know, I don't know if we've ever talked about this song, but you screamed out meat. You've had this uh, on your radar for a while. Yeah, uh, as I told everybody in the group chat, in the words of Jack Black, uh, when this came up, I said to myself, "That's so good. That should have been mine." Um, oh damn, this was that one. Yeah. So oh, uh, I thought it was maybe one of mine. <laughs> I came around on the Stones somewhere in the CNS days, uh, and I think probably thanks to Lubs and Berg, uh, you know, for saying, "Hey, you should dive into the catalog in some way." And since then, iTunes Corner, this is my number one Stone song by Forty Spence. There's over a hundred plays for this song, and the next best. Stone wow. song has about 60 spins. This is one of my absolute favorite running songs. Yeah, for me, sometimes longer running songs actually really work well, you know, especially if you love them because you're like, oh, hey, now the song's over. I'm, I'm seven minutes closer yeah. to home or whatever it is. Um, I think I even brought up this song, or maybe I didn't do it a song talk when we discussed Marquee Moon because I feel like this song does everything that Marquee Moon was trying to do, but a thousand times better. Um, mostly from the the drop that that loves just played um i just think that the whole jam session is awesome i also love and i tried to pump it way up but 
when I said meet during the preview last week, there's like a huh that comes from like somewhere else in the studio. And then after the next riff, there's like a yeah that you can just barely hear. And I tried to pump them up in this clip. <laughs> and I just, I love hearing like studio tracks where they were clearly all in one room, right? They weren't like all in their little separate pods and you right. can actually hear you know, one of them plays a riff and, and Mick responds, you know, off, off microphone or whatever, just cause he's having a really good time. And, uh, I think the verses, like I said, verse and chorus are just fine. They're not amazing, but they're, they're good enough. I, I like some of Mick's lines, you know, you've got satin shoes and, you know, and he really screams it. Um, and then, yeah, the four minutes of jamming bliss, like unlike Marquee Moon, I feel like everybody here is on the same page. You know, everybody's taking turns. The rhythm section is kind of moving in and out depending on the intensity of what the the sax person or the guitar person is is playing, and then they all build to something, and it it almost feels like you know they start small and they get bigger and bigger. And even if you hadn't heard the song before, like where they get in the end kind of makes sense, you know, like they they started with something and what they get to that kind of riff that they all join in on at the end. It's like, oh yeah, this makes sense. I don't know anything about music theory, but. I think this is like a proper progression and I love, you know, Luke, one thing, like when I listened to that, that point that you just made, the the guy that seems to be directing, I don't, I don't know enough about music, but if you listen to Charlie Watt while he's playing his, his kit Mm -hmm. and he's working the bell of the symbol, right? The center part. Yeah. um, And and he's working the outer edge of the symbol. and, And it's almost like he's signaling the intensity just with his symbol. Right. It's an interesting thing to pay attention to and listen like, okay, he's, he's kind of almost like a, like a, a conductor um, yeah. trying to tell everybody like what's going on. It's kind of cool to listen to. Mm. Yeah. And I pulled just a little bit more of, of the guitar. And I just love the idea that this was probably fueled by cigarettes and booze and a 28 straight hours in the studio, you know, knowing the stories that you hear about the stones, but the fact that it builds from that Santana note that loves called out into what I just played and then to a slightly more angry sound, you know, as the sax and everybody else comes back in and it crescendos like, that's just fantastic music. That for guitar me. did so, not sound very stones to me, like the right. jamming part. I, I, yeah. It, it's confusing to me too. Cause it does not sound like uh start me up or anything else. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's why I think it's my favorite song of theirs by by a super long shot. So in, in 2002, Richard comments on the recording, the jam at the ending wasn't inspired by Carlos Santana. We How didn't funny. even know they were still taping. We thought oh we'd God, finished. We were just rambling and they kept the tape rolling. Holy crap. <laughs> I figured we just faded off. Wow. It was only when we heard the playback that we realized, oh, they kept it going. Basically, we realized it had two bits of music. There's the song and then there's the jam. Wow. That's interesting. Also, it's, it's, it's Mick Taylor. I, I think I, I'm not for, for all my supposed fame or, or interest in these guys. Yeah, no, he's still around. Hmm. Didn't one of their, one of their guitar players, I think died. Anyways, um, well, Bird, you you've been silent. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Stone's music is very, very agreeable to me. Um, so, you know, with a band like the Stone's, it's not which song is going to get gilded, but you know which song is a good pick for the guild. They have so many meatballs, and um, yeah, I thought this was the perfect pick, right? Because this is a super unique song structure um, with you know the first two minutes of of just lyrical rocking um, with uh, nice nice lines like "Drop me down them keys." I love that line. They mentioned some coke, 
which in this song uh does does a good job mm-hmm. um <laughs> without you know making it you know annoying and uh yeah and then the five minutes of instrumental rocking as as just kind of like you know we just melted your face for the first two minutes and now we're gonna let you cool off while we you know uh scorch you with this uh <laughs> with this instrumental you know um so yeah this song it's, it's classic it's uh it deserves a spot in the guild you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> for not recognizing its greatness <laughs> especially after that romero story man yeah. Well, uh, if I had heard that, yeah. then maybe Romero was such a cool guy. And <laughs> I, love, I, I never, I never, uh, I never knew that story. Loves that's awesome. That like, is awesome. You, it, yeah, we had so like we had so many horrible teachers at that piece of shit school that we went to. Um, <laughs> the fact that he like and, pulled you over and, and bought it for you is amazing. And yeah. we had we had a couple of greats, and Romero was a great. Like he is in the guild. I mean, he he knew like I, okay. I'm not going to force this kid to spend his own crappy money right. on a CD that his history teacher is recommending. So I, I'm just going to make this happen, and I know that it's gonna it, it's going to be beloved. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. He, he read the room. Your mom like didn't see it when you brought it home and was like, "Oh, what's this?" It's like, "Oh no, no, no my teacher bought this for me." It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. But check it out. Back in the day, when you got the physical copy of this thing, the CD actually came with like a. Uh, with a piece Cardboard. of artwork where where it was like a there was an actual zipper on the front and when you huh. yeah yeah the I remember down, that right. It, right it would show like freaking Keith Richards or, or Mick Jagger's gigantic cocker on, on the front of it <laughs> it's unreal cut that out yeah cut cut <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah it. yeah but I I always wanted to share this song specifically because of uh, the Mr Romero story but it's also super jam so yeah, anyways it's jam. That's enough on this one. The three of us will strut over to Dave while mm-hmm. I guess um, Scott on his lonely walk down the plank prances over with his lily white friggin'. Did you use your red redemption this week, Scott? No, I didn't. Um, it's, on, it's on cooldown. You want to you want to use it right now? <laughs> Ink it in. Oh man, good stuff. All right, historical strut in the books. Back over to you, Kamish. Next song up is Him for a Droid from Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. This one's going to come in with just one correct guess. Uh, it's another one that the listeners had as one of their favorites this week. As for the group here, it just got the one vote. Oh, just the one vote. Oh, I got the correct. I got the correct guess. It sounds like probably. Yeah, Uh, yeah. What was your guess, Bert? I put this one on Garbs. Um, This was a song. If this is a Garbs song, (laughs) this is the equivalent of freaking the the serial killer from Seven cutting off his freaking (laughs) fingerprints and like committing murders. What on earth would lead you to think this was a Garbs song? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it that shocking to think this is a garb song? I, I don't know. Like I thought it was um, just because they're from Australia. Is it shocking? Is it yeah. not a garb song? No, it's a garb song. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a garb song. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I thought this was a garb song, and it, it sounds like it is. Um, you, I thought you, that... guys, you guys don't like the psychedelic porn crumpets? <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a song uh, that you know 
hearing the intros last week uh, ended up being a, kind of a letdown uh, yes. for me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, the, the guitar riffing and like that sliding up and down the neck of the guitar, the way that they're, they're doing um, is is what does it for this song. Like that's that's the song for me. Like that was that's pretty awesome. Um, the lyrical content, horrible, um, more annoying, like pill popping lyrics and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then the YouTube corner on these guys is oh. even worse. So Ooh. like seeing them perform this song live, seeing, uh, that like, I would never want to see these guys because right. they don't bring it at right. all. Like th- th- they bring it in the studio track and it sounds great, but, huh. um, but yeah, so interesting. I didn't hate the song. I, I like I like the sound. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, so it was a soft nah. Even though I may have you know made it sound like a hard nah, but no, nah, <laughs> soft nah. Sounds like we have some real passion from Lubs on this one. I'm so <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Like <laughs> what do you got? Let's hear. Let's hear it, Lubs. Garbs, you thought I would vote yes on this? Yeah, I did. I, I got to tell you, man. <laughs> I I thought I would too, based on that intro, because that. That guitar work at the start, holy smokes, it is. Right. That's, so that's the good. song. That's it. Yeah. And I, I'll freely admit that. Okay, but so here, here's going. the structure of the song I wrote down. Sick intro riff gives way to dun, 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 dun. And then the chorus rips. But the song feels overstuffed and chaotic, and it's a hard listen. It's t- There's so much noise going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I had this as a, uh, as a salt submit or possibly assigned to Berg. Um, I never in a million years thought this was a garb song. Nice. I don't know how you guys arrived at that. That is cloak mastery. Is what well, I, that thought is. Cloak it, I thought it was Berg mastery. as well. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, didn't I, I thought you guys would guess Berg. So, <laughs> there was a little bit of uh, trap submit there. Yeah, I, out of left field. I really thought it was salt. I, I'm amazed by that. So t- I, I, tell me why you like this song, Garbs. I want to hear from Luke first, and then I'll, uh, I'll bring it home. Because <laughs> I only got one vote. So it's amazing. I, I right. literally was thinking it'd be, uh, if not gilded, then forked. So keep, let, let me Yeah, okay. Well, I did notice that they were Australian, and I know that Garbs has kind of been salt mining over in that area lately. Uh, <laughs> so that was yeah. the one reason that I was like, well, maybe it's Garbs, but I couldn't, <laughs> with all the musical elements, I, I couldn't do it. Um I put down just energy, energy, energy. Like the song is just, you know, so intense, which I can get behind to a certain degree. Uh, there's a nice little vibe change at the 110 mark that I didn't pull, but uh, it gets a bit dreamy and psychedelic and fuzzy at the end, you know, which I wasn't crazy about. And, and Berg, like you said, they're kind of just like shouting over the music. I mean, here's the chorus, and I think it's hard to say this counts as singing. got he's got distortion on his mic and he's screaming at that level like you really have mm-hmm. to have something special backing that up you know to make that a sound that somebody's going to want to come back to um kind of reminiscent of idols simply in just how i reacted to different elements of the song like there were certain parts of the song i was like this is great like you guys said um but when he's sing shouting you know the chorus and and more of that happens at the end when they even go crazier with their instruments so it was a bit of offense, but eventually I had to say, nah, it was my potential raid redemption, but, um, you know, uh, it makes sense that it didn't get the votes. So yeah. Tell us about it. Garbs. 
Um, well, I've loved these guys for many, many years. And I, no, I'm just kidding. Like, I have no idea who these guys are. Uh, uh, my history teacher pulled me aside. <laughs> and bought me the, he bought this album for my us. My Australian history teacher. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I, I was doing some deep salt mining in Western Australia. <laughs> and I found I came across these guys. Yeah, the psychedelic porn crumpets. It's like, what a weird name. And apparently, and I didn't do any YouTube, you know, delving so i didn't see that terrible uh video that you you mentioned bert but um they sound like a really weird group of dudes like i guess they all live together and they work like on some job site and then they jam at night and it's just it's they sound very strange um but it's that opening that opening riff that main theme that i just think is is badass it's like such a awesome opening salvo it melts your face it's got the machine gun strum the bleeps and bloops, which I love, it's kind of, you know, like he's going all over the neck, like you mentioned. Yeah. It's super crunchy. I love it. And I love how it kind of returns to that main theme. Um, I will totally agree that, you know, the words are just like, I don't even, didn't even look up or care what he was saying. It, it, it's not great, but yeah, yeah. I just think that lyrics. Hmm. Okay. So that's, Drugs. that's news to me. Yeah. Um, even like arcade Dave in, in the last week in the TC, he's like, damn, that's an amazing riff. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> right. it is. You know? yeah. But it's funny. Cause that's like a perfect example of this, this week where, you know, maybe you're right. Like the 10 seconds was all you needed to hear. And that's, it's a great 10 seconds, but the, yeah. the complete song didn't do it. But um, I did like the, the chorus and how it, the chorus leads back into the main riff. It kind of, it, it was surprising to me because instead of what you think it kind of goes up like a, not an octave, but it goes up a step as it leads into the, into back into the the riff and I, I think I had Luke pull that just so you can hear what I'm talking yep, about here you go right there like super noisy but I do yeah. like how it kind of goes up a step it's like kind of stepping back up into that that riff mm-hmm. I, I like that um mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's very fuzzy very distorted and so I I totally get it but but yeah, I uh, I thought that that main riff was just really unique and kind of like sounds I hadn't really heard before. So thought I'd give it a Great shot. Yeah. I mean, maybe this was a driving a good driving song because it's like maybe. so like energy energy yeah. like you said, Luke. But yeah, yeah, I, I hear all the noise. I'm surprised it just got the one vote though. Arrow into the crowd, but uh, yeah, wow, happens okay. to the best of us. Yeah, <laughs> psychedelic porn crumpets. <laughs> Is it, I mean, come on, guys, you. <laughs> What other names did they think of yeah, for their band? That's a great like, was point. it like, you know what, this this is it. We found uh-huh. it. Yeah. Well, there was something in their Spotify bio about that. But like they just wanted to pick something like really random that yeah. w- like was memorable or something and that's their what they SEO came up with. was super easy, right? They just yeah. nobody else has that name. Done. Yeah, not like the internet or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, or the weekend or yeah. Mhm. All, right. All right. Well, bummer. Arrow into the crowd. Sorry, Garbs. It's okay. Probably, probably my turn to go arrow in the crowd. Let's uh, let's find out. Next song. Here we go. Dave, back to you. Next song on the list is Lenny Kravitz with "Always on the Run." <laughs> So for this one, got the single correct guess. And as for the voting, as Loves predicted, it's the one yes vote. Wow. I guessed it correct. Did, man, so you're going to get the belt this week, Berg. Sounds like it. Oh, man. Wild. Yeah. Uh, I had it down as potential salt. I, I had I put potential Scott because I had to. But um, 
Yeah. All right. Uh, Kravitz can shred. Like, there's no question there. And I'll admit, when we played the preview last week, I did not peg this as as a Kravitz song. But obviously, once you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, I've heard the song a thousand times. Um, I just feel like the riff is kind of wasted on the whole "My Mama Said" crutch. Um, uh, as a non-lyrics guy, Lenny makes it real hard to ignore <laughs> lyrics on this one because I don't know if you guys have heard, but it's good to be natural and it's good to be factual because um, that's rhymes and it's something your mom would say to you, obviously, right? Um, and then bringing in Slash for not really the best solo, I, I it was confusing to me. I feel like maybe Lenny could have even done a better job. I, was there like some sort of Guns N' Roses, Lenny Kravitz, like... Uh, work student abroad thing where they each like traded traded riffs or something. I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, there is actually, but I'm oh, sure can tell us about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just thought the tone on it was kind of played out and kind of stuck in another time. You know, it's like, oh, this is slash, but like there probably could have been something better here. And then after that is the fake phone call with Mama, and then he starts screaming the chorus towards the end. Uh, yeah, I could do a little bit of song talk about Kravitz. I, I, I think I think I Belong to You is actually a pretty decent song. Uh, I, I've actually rolled that one quite a few times. Uh, I think that song's pretty great, but I've never really dove into the Kravitz uh, catalog, and this was not getting me excited to, to dive back in. So, Garbs, what do you think? Um, I've never liked Lenny Kravitz. I actually hate some of his stuff in his American woman cover mm-hmm. is like maybe one of my least favorite songs ever. Um, I can't stand it. And when this tease came on, I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And so I didn't really know that it was him kind of same as you, Luke. Um, it's not a bad song, but just yeah, the, my mama said is just, it's so tough on the realist and it's just so repetitive and the way he sings it too, with that gravelly voice, mm-hmm. just very grating. Um, I liked it. It's funny. I liked it more once I knew that slash was involved. And when, when he said, you know, slash, and then it, I'm like, Oh, is that slash? Cause I, it doesn't really sound like slash. And like you said, it's not a great solo. And I'm like, so I went and looked it up. I'm like, is that slash playing? Or is he just like <laughs> calling out to slash? Did he just say slash for fun. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if I'm stealing any of your thunder loves, but like it is slash. And this is a slash song that guns and roses didn't play for Uh. like weird reasons that like the drummer had difficulty playing it, like the guns and roses drummer. So they didn't play it. And so slash brought it to Lenny and like, they played it together. Bingo. Um, weird. Which is just so weird because it doesn't seem like it's a hard song to play on the drums, but maybe I'm not a drum guy. So loves can explain that. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I was kind of joking, like, is this backdoor Guns N' Roses? Because <laughs> it's like right. no Guns N' Roses song, really. But uh, yeah, the funky beat, the, the guitar is good. I just, I've always had such a hard time with him, like swinging his dreads, prancing around like he's the coolest dude in the world. Like He might be, but yeah, I don't know. I, I fenced it because, uh, you know, I like everything but the Mama Said stuff. But I don't know. That's it. Last note, Zoe Kravitz is a total babe. Huh, that's <laughs> funny. I thought I was going to be... Uh, alone on the hill of a guy who doesn't like any Kravitz, um, no, any, I... any Lenny Kravitz. Like, so he's the type of guy where, you know, he's chock full of talent and I can't pick out any single point that, um, you know, reason why I don't like him, but I, I've never liked a single Lenny Kravitz song. I, I realized this week when I was listening to this. Um, and, or, and like, can you even name like any 
Lenny Kravitz songs because American Woman is a cover. Like, what mm-hmm. is a Lenny Kravitz? Well, I guess Luke, uh, you mentioned one. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 he's just like one of How these about, guys. Are you going to go my way? Like, yeah, are you going to go my way? Is, is yeah, that's true. Definitely that's true. his number yeah. one track on Spotify. I mean, I, I, and like, I so. recognize a ton of uh, of his songs, right? Like, you know, you can't escape hearing Lenny Kravitz, right? So I, I know a ton of his songs. It's just that, uh, like, his sound for some reason with is chock full of talent and everything. And as like cool as like the funky guitar is and, and everything, it just falls flat and kind of falls off as like generic, right? Even though it's mm-hmm. got all these different elements. And then like bringing the in Slash, bringing in Slash, just you know, it was like, uh, what? It, like, is this going like super groupy or whatever? Um, yeah. Interesting that it was a Guns N' Roses song. Um, so yeah, I you know, for me, I, I, like no Kravitz could probably sneak in and any any door of the gilded playlist whereas uh guns and roses would just you know stroll right through the front door uh, but uh mm-hmm. song talk, song easy. Song talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know um it's a mystery why uh i you know lenny kravitz i just don't dig any of this stuff but Loves. all right yeah no i i get it um i get it on a lot of levels like lenny is so cool that it makes me feel self-conscious right like it's like right right, dude take it easy right yeah Mm -hmm. um but in defense well no a step further um i wrote down the my mama lyrics they're annoying i know this uh i'm (laughs) guessing everyone's gonna have a problem with this but literally everyone on this podcast except for me says they don't care about lyrics and (laughs) so maybe i'll sneak this one by because there are a few things to love, and I, I will disagree with Berg and, and with you guys on this. Number one, um, if you pay close attention, and I, the reason I picked this song was because I know that everybody, other than Scott on the Sonos, everybody listens to the playlist on their cans at some point. Sure. Um, and you have two guitars playing the main riff, and there are slight variations. And so the idea that Slash is only coming in for the solo is incorrect. Uh. Lenny's playing in your right ear and it's the basic riff. And then a second guitar comes in with overdrive and it kicks in and he hits this funky little like um, accent at the end of the riff. And it's for me, it's one of the great forgotten riffs of the nineties, right? Because he wasn't, he wasn't grunge and he wasn't like the tail end of like the, you know, he obviously he wasn't like rap metal, whatever, Limp yeah. Biscuit or whatever. Like he just was in this little space where it was like, hey, I'm kind of a classic rock guy um, with like the whole Jimi Hendrix, Aerosmith kind of vibe going on. I'm going to carry that torch by myself in the 90s. So if we're not paying attention to the lyrics and we're acknowledging how cool the two guitars that almost now I know this is going to be blasphemous for you guys, <laughs> but for me those two guitars doing that similar riff and playing together in that way, it's reminiscent of a gilded song by block party. party, Mm. And I think it's very freaking cool. Now, if we ignore the lame lyrics and we focus on Lenny's voice, it's it's, he's got a fantastic voice. And the fact that he digs in on the vocal and that you get this, uh, this hit, this horn crescendo hit at the end of every chorus. I'm always on the run. It goes yeah. off like that. It sounds awesome. Now you can say like the Slash guitar solo, it, you know, it's not one of Slash's best guitar solos, but it's still a Slash guitar solo, which means it's better than 90% of all the other dribble that's out there. That dude is freaking a wizard, okay? Hmm. And then finally, when 
when Lenny kicks it into high gear at the tail end, what's that, Mama? Right now? Yeah! It's awesome. So I'll die alone on this hill. I acknowledge everything that you guys said, but you're wrong. And now that I've said it, you all know you're wrong. Yeah, we do. So I will say that the horn, the horns that come in at the very end are yeah. really cool. They're really good. And I was like, oh man, I, I would have liked more of that. And I guess I missed it when you were saying there was a horn blast at the end of each course or whatever. But there's a little horn section right at, as it's fading out. And I'm like, man, that's that's good stuff right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Th- this thing being dying on the hill, an arrow into the crowd while Shades is in the guild is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's my greatest uh, but achievement. That being said. Uh, if you give it one more spin and you just listen to the first 20 seconds with your cans on and you pay attention to those dueling guitars, it, it's very cool. It's it sounds very like cool it's almost like on harmony on guitars, which, uh, yeah, if you're paying attention to that, that does sound pretty sweet. So there's good elements to the song. It's just, it doesn't add it. up to, to, uh, to a guild. Huzzah! Much, he fenced it. a bit dustbin. <laughs> there you go. You got an HMS fence. Yeah. <laughs> Take your fence and stick it up your ass for not voting yes. <laughs> can you hear me knocking? Wow. Is all I can say. So mad. So angry. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, Dave, back to Dave, what did you think? Would you have voted always on the wrong? I know you listened to it once. <laughs> uh, back to you, Dave. Moving on. Not, not a big Kravitz guy either. Oh, boy. Shocking. Next song up is Louis Del Mar with The Ceiling. So this was one of those all or nothing songs. I uh, got no correct guesses on this one, but the uh, voting was much better. It's our second fork of the week. Another fork. Interesting. Hmm. Luke, Who what do you start now? Off? I'll start us off. All right. Um, this was another essential slam dunk for me. Uh, I, I dug the intro. I dug the, the verse. I dug the chorus. Um, I feel like he's, I, I don't think these guys, I didn't do a ton of research, but um i don't think that they're from another country but like that kind of effect that they put on on their voice when they're singing i just thought was cool i just feel like he's putting a little extra something on it that i actually really dug um and at first i thought the chorus was maybe the weakest part of the song but repeat Mm -hmm. listening made me actually dig it quite a bit um and yeah like i already mentioned the staccato singing of the second verse uh you know it happened before my body collapsed full stop you know like i just thought there were little elements that were really working well together and i could see people getting annoyed with the i let it out section you know with the distorted mic uh at the end but uh i was fine with it and this song just got better and better for me over the week so uh, i was uh an early yes and, and it just got better uh berg what do you think Berg um yeah. yeah I thought this was a banger of a of a breakup song um and uh yeah I really dug the lyrical arrangement like the the running you know it do not stop who was your boy or who was the boy you on top mm-hmm. the gravity pull so hot that that sort of thing that they kept through the song um I think that's what first uh pulled me into the song um and uh yeah and the, the guitar before the bridge was was awesome as well I don't know if you have a clip of that if not um but uh yeah this was actually a berg submit uh oh. sounds like <laughs> mm. interesting <laughs> my uh my like 
newest submit. I went uh, newest and oldest in my catalog this week, and this is ah, uh, that's cool. The nice. song uh, only came out like uh, I don't know four weeks ago or, or whatever. That's and, why uh, I had it as salt. I was right. like, nobody's I've mind got, this fresh. Hmm. I've dug it ever since. Yeah, no. When this first came out, it came out on my uh, on my release radar, and uh, and it's been getting better and better for me every week. So I decided to submit it. Who yeah, didn't like this song? I guess it was garbs. Right? It was me. I was a soft no, uh, and mainly for the reasons Luke already mentioned. Like I didn't love the chorus and the part that he said, like I let it out. I don't remember what it sounds like at this moment, but <laughs> I, I thought it was annoying. I let it out. It's just saying I let it out a lot. So this song to me, it's not memorable. Like I, you know, uh, I I have very you few notes. I don't have a lot to write. <laughs> <laughs> I I listened to it more than once. I it didn't grow right. on me. I thought it had nice drums and tempo, and there were things about it I liked, but the chorus just didn't land for me. And right. yeah, that other part was was not great. So hmm. maybe more listens, I'd I'd benefit from it. But yeah, it was a soft no. I kind I kind of get what you're saying there, Garbs. It it uh, it was a yes vote for me, but it was on the fence. And I put like on the passion scale, it stirs, but it's not like you know I wasn't like getting out of uh, pole vaulter thingamajig, right? Like I, I was like, yeah, it's good, it's good, it's it's effective, good for them. What uh, what does it take for something to grow on you, Garbs? Is it uh, is some kind of magical thing? Or... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who knows? From week to week, it's it, it, it's different, right? I'm the I'm the, the mystery. You're the tennis um, ball. Or yeah, the... no, I don't know. It's like it, it totally depends. It, it really does. And this it's one, just for some reason, it didn't it didn't didn't hit me. Hey, yeah, Bert, question for you. Are, are you a big Louis Del Mar fan and you were waiting for this album to drop or did this like it just kind of stumble into your into your path? Uh, no, I'm not a big fan. I think most release radar uh, tracks are if you have at least one of their songs favorited. So I probably yeah. do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it just it just, you know, one of these songs where I have no idea who the artist is when I first heard it or um, whatever. And just uh had listened to it a few times during that week. I usually try to listen to the release radar at least a few times. And uh, this one, usually no songs get favorited, right? Um, right. In Discovery Weekly or release radar, right? Like a good week is if two or songs get favorited. So, uh, but yeah, the song really grew on me. I was, I, I was kind of uh, looking forward to submitting it. But uh, sounds like you're kind of lukewarm on this song. So yeah, yeah. I was lukewarm enough, uh, warm enough to get the give it a, yeah, give it another week. It's in the fork. There you it go. Yeah, weeks, yeah, a fork yeah, it's from a, good fork. It's a, good fork. A, a very recent discovery. I mean, that's pretty good, you know, to be able to turn that around and get into the fork that quick. That's great. Hey, yeah. Berg, if we pivot to our next song, quick question. Your theme this week, you had a combo. You had your new, your newest song and your oldest song. Did you mean that like the length of time they've been in your playlist or do you mean like the when they were released? Uh, I guess we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> there is at least sixteen reasons. Why we'll at least, uh, let's kick it over to Dave. Uh, there's other old songs. There's other old songs this week. That's true. Legs is pretty old. Okay, right. next song up is Connie Stevens with sixteen reasons. Sixteen reasons why I. Oh God. Mutter scared. <laughs> Yeah, well, quickly answering your question, Lobes, everybody got the guess correct on this one. <laughs> what? And Shocking. as for Shocking. the uh, voting on it, it's a classic team split decision. Oh, nice. Wow. Look. Uh, yeah, tell us about it, Berg. 
What are you? I, I'm, I, you know, first off, I am not offended at all that everybody can peg me for being a fan of the oldies, right? <laughs> no, um, no, oldies are good. So, yeah, I love the oldies. Um, and yeah, and so first we'll start off with 16 reasons why I love Spotify, right? Um, <laughs> so like growing up, I love the oldies. The only thing you could listen to was cool 92.9, right? You remember that, loves? Oh, yeah. Um, and the problem was you were only introduced to the 50 or so songs that uh, they had, you know, the payola for, right? Like, uh, you know, you think about the oldie station, they could have played tens of thousands of different songs, but they only played the same 50 songs over and over again, right? So Jim's like 16 Reasons never uh, never graced the airwaves at the, at the old Berg, Berg household, right? Hmm. Um but yeah, this is so one of the reasons why I love Spotify is, you know, just by subscribing, you're all of a sudden granted the entire music catalog or, you know, uh, I'd say whatever, 70 percent of, you know, all mm -hmm. music. Right. Sure. Especially if it was recorded in the studio. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just being able to like salt mine or just, you know, go on, you know, just diving down various rabbit holes and whatever for hours and hours and hours. I love it. Um, but yeah, this is an oldie song that I first was introduced to while watching what would become one of my top movies mm -hmm. uh, for me, which is Mom. Mulholland Drive. Yep, right. I absolutely love Mulholland Drive. Um, and I love the soundtrack of, of that movie and um, how the different songs just play such an integral role. Uh, and this is also a tip of the hat to you guys because uh, you know we've been doing this podcast for 16 weeks now, four full months. <laughs> Who could have picked up on that? I'm an idiot. I'm such an idiot. I didn't. Oh, even that's exactly. That. That's like the only Amazing. note I have. Props to Berg uh, as always. Is this yeah, episode 16? Yeah. Coincidence? So yeah. No, no bound. So dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I've always been talking about putting together a best of, and you guys have have provided with me with you know well over 16 reasons uh, <laughs> why I love you guys and doing this podcast. Um, so yeah, I would love to mash up a 16 reasons like, uh, you know, Gilded Pod Podcast Edition where, you know, I've got some of your best drops. I'm still working on the best of, but uh, nice. <laughs> each week I need to amend it. But yeah, uh, yeah so her voice is butter. Um, <laughs> and I love, I love how she like cuts in like halfway, you know, af after number eight, mm -hmm. how she says, that's half of the scene. <laughs> so it's so I'd weird. Curious, I'd be curious what your, you know, what each year, you know, if you have like your favorite reason. Like I, I, I dug that uh, one of her reasons was your, your voice is so neat. That was <laughs> <laughs> the crazy clothes. That was one of my favorites. But uh, anyway, yeah, just a fun submit. Um, I'm, I'm glad that my homes, Homesby is uh is with me and sounds like what do you think loves let's let's talk about what matters let's forget these guys and just get your take <laughs> yeah listen um <laughs> i had this as a berg submit because who else would have the nerve mm -hmm. right exactly <laughs> classic berg submit uh you might be a little upset to know berg that i had this as a negative raid redemption eligible song <laughs> oh boy see it in the guild it was like <laughs> If for some reason these guys, uh, you know, it's, it's right up there with Wu Tang. It's right up there with Wu Tang. Yeah. I don't take offense in that. Right? And, and Luke, I'm sorry that I thought so low of you, you two Lily Whites, because I was like, you know what? Like, just under the force of personality, knowing that this was a Berg submit, I wonder if they're going to vote yes, as this was clearly a borderline joke submit. And I'm like, look, it's legit. The song, it's legit. The song is legit and it's good. And it reminded me a little bit 
of our violent femmes, right? Because we take one, 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 because he left me, and two, yeah. two, you know, come on. We like these counting songs. Early in the pod, I dissed on Amy Winehouse for taking great genre content and jamming right. our era's awful sensibilities onto it. And this is what I'm talking about. This is just a sweet love song. Like, it's so saccharine and, like, just... I mean, it's just it's just cute, you know. And uh, so there's a, it's a it's a really nice song in that sense. But it, man, it definitely cracked me up every time it would come on the phone. Were you same as the Wu Tang? You you were scared that you'd be rolling in the car and have this come on? <laughs> your mom for a drive? Is that you have to scramble for the radio? redemption Exactly. So that those are my thoughts, uh, Luke. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I'd really put down almost no notes. I, I failed in my homework assignment of picking out my favorite Riesenberg. Uh, I did it during the preview last week. I was said, keep pushing those boundaries. I, I knew it was you right off the bat. And then uh, realizing it was episode 16, I was like, uh, yeah, w- what are the chances? It was very nice to listen to. I listened to it every time it came on, but uh, nice. just not the kind of song that I'm expecting to have in our our best of, you know, not, not We're really not pushing the boundaries that. that far yet. I'm not, it's something uh, I'm hoping to, to graduate to maybe someday. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Have you, have you seen Mulholland drive? I have. And that's the funny oh, thing okay. is I need to rewatch cause I haven't seen it in a long time. And uh-huh. all I can think about is that scary scene behind the Denny's. Uh, so oh God, I need so to scary. watch it when I'm okay with that scene. And I'm not just waiting in horrible anticipation of that scene. And I can actually notice the, uh, notice the soundtrack. Cause I had no idea this was on that soundtrack. So uh yeah garbs what was your favorite reason um i liked the freckled nose and <laughs> i also liked the crazy clothes those are two of two uh, of the two reasons, reasons of the 16 that's, a, that's one eighth uh for all yeah. your math out there. <laughs> uh so this song obviously when it first came on i'm like i know this song it it has definitely been in a movie i've seen it sounded like a tarantino maybe uh, but then I saw it was Mulholland Drive and I remembered um, this song's very weird. And it's funny because, yeah, it's like a 50s love song, but it's it's a weird one because she's slightly her. I don't know if you guys notice this, but like her voice and her like the vocals are slightly behind the beat the entire time. Like right. the way she's singing it, she's like always catching up to the music the whole time. <laughs> um, and it's it's odd and it gives it like a strange vibe. Um, and also like the, the lyrics are a little weird, like the 16 reasons it's, it's a strange song. It's a random bizarre song, even for that era, which it made perfect sense to me that it was a David Lynch like song for that movie, because obviously like it's a crazy movie. And, um, so that I, I could totally get it. Um, but if you guys go back and listen to it again, like see what I'm talking about, about her kind of always trying to catch up to the, the, the song. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I mean, I wasn't going to vote for it, but you know, no problem with the submit. I think it's fun. I, I do like period piece kind of stuff and maybe a little song talk, but I previously was thinking about like LA confidential and that soundtrack. Like right. I love it. Right. And I was thinking maybe about submitting something from that, but I'm not going to now, but you know, <laughs> I can, I can see the appeal. Pass uh, it to quick, Berg. He'll submit it. Quick story time um, with Mulholland drive. So I saw that in Berkeley with Rupesh in the theater when it came out and when I was coming home from seeing that movie and that movie is so weird and so scary and just yeah. like, but scary for no particular reason. It just leaves you with like this most overwhelming sense of dread, like throughout unsettling. it. Yeah. So unsettling. And so when I'm coming back from seeing that movie, I'm alone on the, at the MacArthur BART station in West Oakland um, at like 1am waiting for the BART to get back into San Francisco. And 
I get approached and confronted by this dude who just like literally came and stood right. He, he, I could see him coming like toward me and I was trying mm -hmm. to position myself like behind a trash can to like put some distance between me and him. I could just feel his energy like coming at me. Oh, no. So he comes and he stands literally like an inch from my face and just oh, stands there and he's standing here. And so I take a step back and he takes a step forward and he's standing an inch away from me again. And this proceeds. And I eventually I said, can I help you? You know? Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to censor myself. But he said, hit me mother effer. And I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, hit me mother effer. He's like, cause I had an umbrella in my hand. He's like, you got that umbrella. Like you want to hit someone will hit me mother effer. And I'm like, I'm not going to hit you. And I just like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to walk over here now. And I, I kept like backing away from this dude. And luckily like nothing happened, but having wow. just come out of seeing Mulholland drive and having oh that God. experience, literally we were the only two people in the entire BART platform. Wow. It was so freaky. And I'll I, like, literally I'll never forget it. So like when I saw like the Mulholland drive, it like totally brought back that memory of that encounter I had. Um, and yeah, just so scary, but you carry yeah, yeah. weight from that encounter. You kind of wish, wish you hit him. Oh no no no! <laughs> he was he was a scary dude. Like I would not have fared well. Yeah. It's a shame this song didn't even make it to the fork, so that uh, you know when it came on, you could remember it. Yeah, yeah. Scott could relive his nightmares every time he rolls the fork. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, I I felt like I did a good job diffusing that situation, but yeah, uh, it's like a... but still just the fact that like because Mulholland Drive is such a weird movie, and that yeah. was a very weird encounter right after it. So, <laughs> but, yeah, crazy PTSD triggers with yeah. the GP. Uh, <laughs> wow what a story all right uh let's move on dave what do we got next next up on the list is legs from durando <laughs> so just one correct guess on this one bird uh, cloak this was <laughs> another yeah. one that the, the listeners enjoyed and uh most of the people here enjoyed it as well got our third fork of the week huh cloaking on the berg yeah who's cloaking <laughs> on the berg because i definitely had it as a berg song i thought it was you loves but i guess it's luke i mean it's strut mc territory that's you're gonna get a freaking stamp for that for sure it was uh, it was not me i think oh, it, i saw it, it must have been salt, salt. Yeah, this, yeah, this was wow. my second one of the week. Uh, it's go. a deep, it's a deep Durando hole. I mean, it Durando is. himself is a deep hole. Yeah, uh, and then you, and then you go deep from there. Uh, How well, well, so, this? so this one was an interesting mine. So uh, kind of like the Run the Jewels mine the other week. It was one that didn't come directly from Spotify, but right. came from the group itself. So, um, you know, I've been roommates with Luke on and off numerous times in the past uh in 2006 uh when he was living in his town home in tucson we were roommates again and as everyone knows he's a big john mayer fan <laughs> uh around that time uh that was back when anybody and everybody had a blog john mayer had his own blog where he talked about random stuff and there was a post which i'll put in the chat in a second where he basically talked about discovering this song or discovering a different song from Durando on Sirius XM going into a deep dive and then talked up this song specifically. Huh. So I, I you remember know it from back that blog. Wow. Yeah. Man, wow. some rare GD Dave content, some rare yeah. uh, content on the yeah. pod. I like it. Yeah, I, 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 I like it. I, I was too much for me. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> right. Uh, Keep your opinions I, to yourself, Dave. Yeah, the, the the blog doesn't exist anymore. Obviously, Mayor took it down, but I found it on the the Internet Archive and and posted a, a screenshot huh. of it. That's probably where I heard about him too. I'll go first since I was the no vote. Um, I had this guy on on my iTunes back in the day. This album, at least, and uh, it only squeaked out four spins for this song and three spins for didn't I. So I sampled and uh, I moved away. Um, so I remember the album art and I remember the song. And, and so I, I can dig the super fuzzy bass and uh, the never ending falsetto kind of comes and goes, right? He's got his, his hype man that kind of makes funny noises in the background like this one. That's Bill Cosby as the hype man. (laughs) (laughs) That's not Durando himself. Uh, Well, that's, I guess I didn't know. I just, whoever's doing all the, you know, like that was, yeah. Um, I enjoyed the James Brown style, little hits and breakdowns that were in there. And I'm sure if I've ever seen this guy live, I'd probably, you know, have a different feel about and respect for this song. Uh, He looks like the best blues singer ever with the best stories. Uh, But just on repeat listens, this one, it, it could not clear the fence. So, uh, it was enough for me, but respect to the submit, and uh, you know, happy to hear what you guys, what you guys thought. Loves, you got some experience yeah, with Durando? Just real quick, speaking of James Brown, it sounds like he did actually open for James Brown. Oh, back there in the day at one point, that would be a ticket. Sex machine lyrics in there, and the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. I just want to talk about the hype man. That's it, um, because this song, it was an early and easy uh, yes vote for me. It just made me, how does it make me feel? Happy and horny. <laughs> uh, it's got some tasty funk, man. I just like this music. It, you know, uh, it's very funky. It's just, yeah, th- this is a classic strut. Welcome to the team. Uh, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> and John Mayer. Maybe. Pull right there. Ultimately, the first time I heard this song, I had a very specific image pop into my mind, and it was the animated movie. The Jungle Book, the Disney movie from what the 60s or 70s, based mm-hmm. on uh, Kipling's you, you know novel. Um, and there's a song in there where uh, the the uh, the orangutans or whatever are trying to to adopt the kid, the Jungle Book kid, because he can maybe teach him how to do fire. And Baloo comes in, the bear, and rescues him. And there's this great song. I think it's one of the great Disney songs of all time, Forgotten to whatever. But there's a lot of scatting in there. And the first time I heard the song with the hype man in the background doing the that thing, <laughs> um, it really reminded me. I asked Luke if he could do a poll. Did that work out, Luke? Can we mm-hmm. get that? I got you. Yeah, here's right. uh, from Jungle Book. Wow. <laughs> All right, so for whatever reason, that guy... Good job, Luke. Just good stuff. Thanks, podcast producer, yeah. Luke. Uh, Durando's hype man had me thinking about, uh, you know, like this whole thing playing out in an uh, an animated movie by Disney with about legs or whatever, and that just made me like it more. So uh, that's my that's my hard take on uh, on legs. Uh, Luke, or rather, Scott, what what'd you think? Uh, it was a fence, but I, I did like it eventually, too. Uh, this guy's story is hilarious. If you read about him, he, he was a pimp for a while. Oh, boy. And then wow. he, yeah. He, Not surprising. He, he, yeah. So if, if you look at him, right, it's like he just yeah, looks yeah. like a pimp. So he was pimping. And then in the early 80s, he, like, gave up pimping and moved to Fiji and, like, disappeared in Fiji pimping. for a while. 
And eventually he came back to Berkeley and he started studying physical therapy. It's like, what a story this guy has, right? What a life. Um, but yeah, the fun, funky jam, the leg stuff, kind of silly. Uh, give me some leg. That's what I want. The falsetto and the baritone's fun. Um, that lip brr is <laughs> whatever is just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, at one point I, I was like, man, I, I feel like this is getting a little X-rated and a little obscene. Like, and uh, I think I had Luke pull apart around 310. Yep. Here you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's like, I don't know. I don't think I should be listening to this anymore. Um, so yeah, it's a. I said it's a fun strutter, and I could picture Lubs trying to redeem his strut cred after Berg took it away. I think I, I can't remember which song uh, Berg uh, took it away from you, Lubs. But I was like, this is. I don't think be that ever goal. happened. Eh? Lubs still has a strut cred. I don't know. Yeah, but there was some. There was something where you were challenging the strut cred. Uh, I'll have to go back to the tape, but uh, yeah, <laughs> dig the archives. Yeah. It, it, we were bobbing around the house, dancing to this one. It's a, nice. it was a good time. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I voted yes on this song as well. I thought it was a fun pick. Um, Love the funk and the horns, and you know, the uh, the scatting, of course, was was great. Um, it wasn't a slam dunk, yes, by any means. Uh, I, but ultimately, just being reminded of Durando, I appreciated that, and also being introduced to a, a Durando song that I hadn't heard before. So. Um, so I dug it and, uh, yeah, soft. Yes. There you go. Yeah. All right. That's probably enough on a pimp from the sixties. Uh, <laughs> let's move it on. What do we got next, Dave? Yeah. The one other thing I was going to just throw in about the, the crazy stories Scott said about him. The other thing that I saw in lots of articles was that apparently he was well known for driving a white Rolls Royce all around San Francisco. Of course. <laughs> so just quite the character. It sounds like. But uh, next up on our playlist is Marcus King with The Well. So the guessing on this one, everybody was locked in. All correct guesses there. Uh, This is another one that the listeners really enjoyed this week. And as for us, we got our fourth fork of the week. Wow. Forks everywhere. Mm-hmm. All of our guild predictions Colored. are going down in flames. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, it sounds like this is a fingerprint for me, uh, which is interesting. Uh, man, I'll take it. Um, I know nothing about this dude. This was a pure salt mine, you know, from my DW, and I, I just thought it had a good sound. Um, and I felt like the bottom line sound vibe of the song was a little bit more TG friendly than some of my recent submits like uh ben howard or empire of the sun um and yeah it's just three minutes of of badass guitar and and really good vocals um i thought it was interesting that this was on the same week that um always on the run with the whole mama thing is there because this kind of has a similar vibe you know he's talking about bouncing on his Mm -hmm. mama's knee and all that stuff but i feel like this just does it without kind of having returned to that same that same boat that same you know concept um he throws it in there he talks about lessons he's learning when he was growing up but just does it without just coming back to one lyric over and over again um it has kind of the mama said concept but just done in my opinion in a much better way and the tone that he gets out of his guitar is just great it's got just the slightest amount of fuzz um it's i thought it was a nice progression from the stone song that we love and then the Kravitz song that is that is good but maybe not our fave and I think this kind of mashes those two together and apologies that was the wrong button this is the one I meant 
I just think the notes and the whatever he's finding there with whatever his guitar amp setup is is fantastic. So, thought I'd submit and uh, happy to have it uh, in the fork. Garbs, mm-hmm. what'd mm-hmm. you think? Yeah, I voted yes. Um, pretty easy yes. I thought I I said the song is pretty good, right? It's not amazing, but it's good. It, the guy's got an interesting voice. The the guitar tone is great. Um, so that I really liked. What what made this one clear the fence for me was the key change around a minute ten. Um, which was a total surprise. And I thought that was, that was, it took this song from being just like, yeah, another Steve Ray Vaughan ripoff mm-hmm. to um, something a little bit different. So I, I pulled that. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Oh, yeah, thing at good. the end. Yeah. Mm, was that the right clip? Oh, uh, I pulled from 103. Anyway, check out 110. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> so right, literally right after that is uh, when it changes tone, it changes key, and right. it uh, it's it's sweet and it like it's it's surprising. So check it out. But uh, yeah. So then uh, another thing I thought was cool is it kind of strips it down to just the drums and vote and vocals a couple times. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that was cool. Um, He's only 24, this guy, and so I, I thought that's impressive. But the thing, it's like borderline to me is like, is he trying hard to have soul or does he have it, right? And that's why it was kind of on the fence for me, but the guitar tone and then that key change is what cleared it for me. So, yeah. But yeah, good song. Berg, will you please go next? Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I dug the song. Um, I don't know anything about this guy uh, or, you know, never heard him before, but I thought uh his like so i also compared this one this week to uh mama said and just thought that this sound was a lot more sort of authentic and original i, I dug his soulful voice uh, um and kind of mixing that soul and blues and uh yeah super mean guitar with a nice nice tone throughout and mm-hmm. um and then also dug the lyrics i like you know i, I kind of dug the the you know one for the money to another show that sort of play on words there mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so nice to i guess this guy's a young guy who's new is that is that the word or yeah um, i don't i i didn't yeah he moved to nashville he's like 24 he's from yeah. south carolina or something so yeah he's like a new up-and-coming bluesy soul dude cool and it sounds like the guy that submitted kravitz voted no on this song so there's a there's a new Marcus King Lenny Kravitz beef that happening right here in front of our eyes. Yeah, I voted no. And uh, ultimately, the, the note I wrote down is a, simply a question to the team, which is at some point, we've got to make a decision on good, but not great songs that happen to hit a sweet spot for this group. Mm. Because that's exactly what this thing is. And I knew it would go forked and I was worried it would go gilded. Smart. And I am the shield that guards the realms of men. I like mm. it. I like um, it. <laughs> this song is a little bit paint by numbers for me. Um, and that's my biggest beef with it. But look, look the numbers themselves happen to be numbers I love. Right. Chunky blues riff basic you know kind of traditional americana blues lyrics right working man my upbringing was hard scrabble and rough i got some pseudo christian religious lyrics in here 
I got some growl vocals. It's all stuff I love. But ultimately, one of the questions, the five questions I ask myself every week, is there anything about this song that is world-class or unique? And Marcus King, you, you wrote a good song, but the answer to that particular question in my book is no, there's not. In fact, I, I, as I kind of thought about it, I was like, this song is like a, a distant kissing cousin of a song that was written like 40 years ago um, by The Doors, I, I, I couldn't pin it for like all week, but then it finally hit me today. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's what it is. Luke, mm-hmm. go ahead and play that if you don't mind. Here it is. Market. Market. <laughs> you want to know why you marked that one? Because of that freaking piano. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Sucker so, for the piano. I really mm-hmm. am. Yeah, the, the the bluesy piano that underpins is so good. Anyways, um, this is a cool song. If the four of us were playing pool at a pool house somewhere, a pool hall, w- this would be the kind of thing that I would want playing on the jukebox. Um, but ultimately, I don't think we can include this thing in the guild. I like the submit. I thought it was nice on this playlist. I just didn't want to vote yes at the end of the week. So that's my you. take. It's a good, Strategic. It's a good work. Strategic yeah. voting. Yeah. And yeah, anyway. I, I didn't think he was blowing doors down or setting you know some new genre of music on fire, but I thought it was pretty good. Like you said, all the things that we like, this guy does a lot of them really well. If you guys well, listen I mean, to it again, try to check out that key change because that is, yeah. I think, something that makes this not just paint by numbers. It's it's right. pretty cool. Well, like the specifically, like we got Ball and Biscuit in this genre, mm-hmm. right? We've got um, Gary Clark Jr.'s song made it mm-hmm. into the Guild. Right. Yep. Well, I can't remember the name of that song. And I just thought, okay, are we going to put a third one of this in this neighborhood in there? And we got shades. And we got shades. <laughs> Shout out. Um, anyways, all right. Sounds so great. it doesn't sound like anybody disagrees with my hot take on that one. So we'll move on, I guess. Uh, Dave, back to you. All right. Next song up is Chateau from Angus and Julia Stone. So we'll keep flip-flopping on the guesses. This one's going to have no correct guesses. Uh, The listeners did enjoy this one, though. And the group here, it's our fifth fork of the week. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm maintaining king of the fork in that case. This is also mine. Hmm, Nice. Yeah. Uh, This was another DW pick that's kind of been hovering hovering on my consideration list for a while. Uh, I actually figured this was going to be an arrow into the crowd. I thought there were certain parts in here that uh, weren't going to make it. I had loves pegged for not really using the word of uh, the use of the word maman, uh, Chateau Marmont. Um, <laughs> I had Berg disliking it because he heard it at coffee shops too much, and I had Garb saying no <laughs> due to it saying a certain phrase too often. I didn't know what that phrase was, uh, but that was that was my guess. Um, mm-hmm. it's a good guess. Yeah, I voted yes. So, Here's the thing. I'd be fine if the song never said Chateau Marmot. Marmot. Uh, this is just another melody song. You know, the combination of the the we go, we hide, and, and the woos that are going uh, in the background right here. I just think that's a nice 
combo, right? They found a, b- a bunch of different melodies that really work well together. And uh, it has that lyric in there, We Go, which is a, a shout out to uh, my nephew Brooks. When he was just starting to learn how to talk, um, his parents would try to get him excited by saying, We Go, We Go, you know, and he would get really excited about that. But eventually he would use that phrase to describe every emotion that he had in the world. So he would say, <laughs> we go when he's excited. But then when he wanted his mom to do something that she wasn't doing, he would go, we go. Then he would get really sad. <laughs> so it was kind Cute. of a funny little, uh, little shout out <laughs> that they just dropped the, we go in there. And I was like, Oh, this song makes me think of Brooks. So shout out to Brooks. And uh, wow. Happy to have this in the fork. Uh, I didn't pull the, uh, the wool over your eyes shade style, uh, but happy to hear uh, what everybody thought. Loves. What'd you think? I was real neutral on this song. This was, I guess, both Luke submits this week were were fenced to the very, very bitter end. Um, the The song starts with this kind of plink um, of like a is that like a plucked string yeah, like a violin, like a violin or, something? or something? Yeah, I don't know how they're making that sound, but I know. What yeah, you're it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And then there's you know it, it kind of builds. They layer in a kind of acoustic picking pattern, and then finally uh, like a. 16th note bass comes in it starts to drive a little bit and then like i got off the fence when i started paying more attention to the the kick drum that comes in and it for me it's really the star of the song and Mm -hmm. the more i listened to it the more i paid attention to it it kind of reminded me of a quote that i read from prince which this prince would have nothing to do with the song right like (laughs) what wow (laughs) um but prince the, the quote, if I remember it, was about how he said that all great pop songs have the same driving kick drum right. within the same range, the same kind of beats per minute range. And right. this song happens to have it. It starts to kick and beat bop, bop. And it's like, okay, it propels this song in a way where it gets me from kind of neutral to nodding my head and kind of feeling it. Um, so, yeah, pretty pretty long time for me to get to the the yes vote but once i got there i'm, I'm comfortable with it um garbs like i think you're the other yes i am so maybe we'll let bird go last what, what did you think garbs yeah i uh i liked it i liked it's a brother or sister combo which is kind of cool and different yeah um i like their voices the beat like you just talked about is is nice and propels it forward the whole time i i said there's nothing really special here it's just it's a lovely song i said it's a nice palate cleanser after all the rocking and pimping we've been doing this week um so yeah it was a pretty easy yes it, it i didn't i i noticed the chateau but i didn't actually notice the whatever chateau you're talking about it's um, it's the famous so that didn't, one in that didn't bother me at all it's where yeah it's where all like the, the celebrities go to like try to drink and get really drunk in peace right allegedly like paparazzi can't get in there you hear a lot of stories about you know, johnny depp was added at the chateau marmont again this weekend you know stuff uh, like that yeah okay yeah uh, it, it, the repetitive lyric didn't bother me but uh i like yeah good song i liked it a thread at the needle perfect huh. except for Bert. yeah um yeah well you guessed me right this actually wasn't a song that i'd heard too much at coffee shops but um i've definitely heard these guys too much and that was part of the reason why i voted no is i felt mm-hmm. that i um, I needed to protect my my future <laughs> DWs and release radars because interesting. Um, yeah, digging deeper. Oh, I didn't dig deeper into these guys' catalogs, but uh, I do not like these guys. Uh, this song I like. I thought it, you know it's a pretty love song, but um, you know when I put it up to the like five questions that Loves poses to the <laughs> songs, it it fails. Um. So yeah, you know I I'm fine with this in the fork. Um. 
and definitely didn't hate this song. I enjoyed listening to it through the week, but uh, you know, it, it wasn't uh, blowing my my socks off or anything. So just a soft nah from this guy. Sounds fair. Yeah. A couple of soft yeses. Soft, soft yes, nah. soft nah. This is the problem. It's like on the passion scale, it's like kind of a wet fart. It's like, eh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, and on that note, <laughs> and on that note, and I've been been naughty tonight. Anyways, all right. Uh, moving it back over to you, Dave. Last song of the week. Yeah, we'll wrap up this week's playlist with Albert Hammond Jr. and Faraway Truce. So we'll keep the guessing going with uh, another one that is all incorrect. And for the voting, it looks like we're going guildless this week. Wow. We got a classic team split decision. Mm. Man, Interesting. No, no Can I go Holmes. first? Because yeah, I, I Holmes beats forever. <laughs> uh, I, I'm hoping that Berg can actually carry the torch here. Um, uh. I don't. I don't know why I don't like this song. Um, the high tempo guitar rock. What's not to like, right? It's mm-hmm. like this. This is this should be right in my in my wheelhouse. I'd guess this is a Luke song. I guess it's a garb submit. Um, it's a classic steel. It's a classic steel. <laughs> it's not a steel. Get out of here. It's not a steel. <laughs> Just I, I guess the one note that I can throw out there uh, it's is a that cloak. It's, it's a, a backdoor. It's, it's a backdoor strokes. It's backdoor strokes, and that's the problem with it. And that's All the problem. Right. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to jump in. No, well, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a Luke submit because I thought this was a classic case of like Berg and Luke liking the same artist, but liking the polar opposites of their catalog. Right. Um. So for Albert Hammond, you know, like um, he's a guy where in his solo projects, I've found that I like his his stuff that doesn't sound like the strokes or it sounds like where it sounds like he's doing some stuff that's more creative where you know right. he wouldn't be pulling it out when he's part of the strokes whereas a song like this just it's it makes me want to listen to the strokes and it makes me want to listen to you know uh Casablanca's and stuff right um so it's just two strokes for me and mm. um whereas the other songs that I've submitted that were you know strokes adjacent I thought that they brought something new to the table um, you know, and made me want to listen to them as well as the strokes. Whereas this just makes me like, eh, it's like, it's nothing new. And, um, you know, it's, it's just too signature of the guitar where if you dig deeper into, uh, you know, HJ's catalog, he's got some real good stuff and some real creative stuff that does not sound strokes, strokesy. Hmm. Um, so yeah, this, for me, this is, it's just not bringing anything new to the table. It's a, it's a decent song. Um, you know, and I love that sound, right? But uh, mm-hmm. I want that, you know, um, from from him, like, I don't know. I find myself wanting to listen to The Strokes uh, versus this song. Loves? Well, I guess, Holmesby? yeah. The, the last thing I would say about it is that it commits one of the cardinal sins for Loves' vote, which is there's, I, I have no desire to sing along with this track. I don't know why karaoke and, and singing along matters to me, <laughs> but like, it does. And there's nothing here for me to really latch on to. Um, I'm just I'm just not into it. So yeah. I didn't. I wasn't able to identify all week long why that is, and I still don't really know. But I just wasn't feeling it. So it was kind of a tepid nah. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Luke, what do you think? Uh, 
Yeah, I, I put down, is it time to talk about the Strokes some more, even though we've never subbed a Strokes song? <laughs> and obviously it is. Uh, We're beating around the Strokes. We really yeah. are. Are the Strokes the most influ- influential band on TGP? It's possible, even though they never had a song submitted. Um, I definitely remember when Hammond released his first solo album back in 2006. Uh, there was a song called In Transit on that album that I listened to a ton. I think like 30 plus spins in iTunes Corner. Um but never dug into the whole album and never listened to that album as much as I did, you know, many of the strokes albums. Um, but it's clear from this song and a lot of the songs that he plays that he has a big part in the band sound, right? Like he's, oh, yeah. he's carrying the vibe of the strokes over well. And Berg, I'm, I'm definitely interested to go listen to some more of his stuff that doesn't sound as strokesy. Cause obviously he can do the strokes. Right. And I think this song is a perfect example of that. And then if he's also trying to branch out, that's the whole reason to do a solo project. Right. Um, and I could certainly see people enjoying basically a stroke song, but without Julian Casablanca singing, I think Julian's voice is cool, but sometimes it's nice to have a little change of pace. And the other thing that put me over the fence on this song is the, it's got a good hook, but the music break that happens around two thirty, I think is, is pretty cool. It's just a- I just thought similar to Minus the Bear, I, I liked the different places that it went, you know, and had a nice little break before coming back to the chorus and, and really sending it off. So, yeah, this was a this was a why not yes for me. I enjoyed it every time it came on. So uh, got the vote. Garbs, this was a uh, your submit, it sounds like. Yeah, it was. Um, and admittedly, a, a backdoor stroke submit. Uh, I I love this guy's sound. Right. And obviously I was a big Strokes fan back in the day. Um, I never got into his solo stuff. So when I heard this um, for the first time, just, you know, last week or whatever, I was surprised <laughs> at how good his voice is. So that was really what surprised me. I was like, man, this I, I had no idea this guy could sing like this. I really liked it. Um, I think this song has got a really good riff. His voice is awesome. It has a really great chorus. I, I really like the song. Um, you know, it obviously sounds very Strokes-like, um, but I that's what I liked about it is because I, I never really got into the, the Strokes later stuff. I mean, I still am a huge fan of their first album and to a lesser extent their second album. But mm-hmm. that's why this kind of had that Strokes vibe and signature guitars and style, but brought something different for me, which was his his vocal. Uh, and then he belts out an, a note around 150 that I was like, man, that's that's great. And he didn't like overdo it. He didn't overplay it, which I thought was good. So I had Luke pull that one, I think. Here we go. Just between you and I. I just thought that was a cool little moment that he could have really, uh, you know, laid into it, but he didn't. Um, right. And yeah, I just think it's a, a cool song. I'm surprised that loves you weren't more into it, but maybe he you know, couldn't have leaned into it. Maybe that's the extent of what he's got. Maybe. <laughs> and I just, I totally don't know his stuff, his solo stuff at all. So um, I just, I literally was hearing his voice. I felt like for the first time. So that hmm. was why I was like pleasantly surprised by it. And the song. Yeah. But yeah, dustbin. Dustbin Albert, you're the new house band. Give, yeah. AHJ, give AHJ a spin if you, if you want to hear some uh, some variety. Yeah, the the album called AHJ by, by Albert Hammond. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's the playlist. Um, as indicated at the top, uh, we're forging the best and greatest playlist the world has ever known, and none of these ten songs were <laughs> get were, out of here. 
really good enough to to make it into the guild. In fact, why don't we get a breakdown at uh, stats, graphs, and babes? Dave, what do we got? All right. So yeah, as mentioned, uh, no guilds for the week, though we were able to fork half the list with five forks. Um, with those stats out there, obviously Berg's going to hang on to the Gilded Scepter. And Luke, with two forks this week, is going to get himself a little breathing room on King of the Fork after Scott got within one on him. I'm sweating. Um, He's getting close. Everybody overshot on the guild guesses um, for the submission guessing. Uh, no best friend belt this week. Uh, Berg was the, the leader in the clubhouse with four out of eight. So hmm. guessing was definitely a bit down this week. A lot of, a lot of cloaks and stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. Trap submits. Salt submits. It's had it yeah. all. Yeah. Scott going full on Kevin Spacey and seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. All right. Well, it's my favorite time of the week. Uh, we get to learn and hear the, the submits for the new playlist. Um, should we turn straight into that, gentlemen? Let's get, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let's so do it. Just, just a reminder, uh, next week we will have a guest. So they have two submits on this list. Uh, the list is random and then it'll be reorganized to dump them at the end with everybody else intermixed in the first date when we actually do the pod um obviously when rk dave was a guest that's definitely the way it happened and the commission didn't screw up and put both of his songs at the end from the get-go <laughs> and that's the way it's happened here mm-hmm. sweet i believe everything he says so uh first up this week is move with your lover Next song is Cooler Cafe. After that is Sunday. Followed up by Figaro. Next on the list is Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Somebody had to say it. After that is Lazy Eye. Next up is Loose Change. that with Gocha Dunya. Then we've got Aiming at Your Head. (laughs) 
And we'll wrap up the playlist with I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Well, there it is. Okay. The mm. great work continues, my friends. More songs have been added anonymously to this uh, great shared playlist. We will now enter a period of, of no song talk. We will <laughs> marinate. Let marinate. us go and do our work. Gentlemen, great week. Marinate. Marinate. Do it. One with Me. Made, made, made. Made, 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 made. Awesome. And clear.